Welcome to the Take 92 podcast. Oh my God, is this real? Is it happening? Are we back? I think we're back. It's been a little while. As you know, if you're a regular on this show, we drop new content every other Tuesday. That's every two weeks. But if you've been listening for a long time, you'll know that it kind of comes in waves. Because I do this show for free. I do it for fun because I enjoy it. And you guys tell me that you enjoy it as well. So sometimes I got to focus on the career. I got to focus on the job. I got to focus on other things. And had I been able to anticipate that happening again, I would have said on the last episode with Leo London, I would have said, we're going to be off the air for a few weeks as I catch up on other things. But if you follow me on social media, you'll know that the place to find me lately is on Patreon. Every Sunday, I've been dropping a brand new song or an instrumental from my catalog, from one of the singles that you guys know. You've seen them live, you've seen the music videos. Now you can get the beats, you can get new songs basically as soon as I finish them. Uh, the record's not done, it doesn't have a release date yet. And since April 1st, I've dropped a new track every single week, and there's, uh, there's quite a bit of content on there. So check out the Patreon page if you want to check in with me. I've got a brand new t-shirt coming out that I'm, I just ordered today. It says, nobody gives a fuck. I've wanted to make this for years since Famous Last Words came out. And uh, since I don't have any new music for these Blueprint shows, I'm playing with Blueprint in Portland on the 2nd of July and in Seattle on the 5th of July. And because I don't have any new music to share, I've sold out of pretty much everything except Arcane Amalgam. So I wanted to bring something fresh, so I got my artist Pat Jensen to design a t-shirt inspired by my friend Joel Weichbrook. If you've seen his painting that he did, I, I posted it on Instagram when he gave it to me. He made like a spray paint, nobody gives a fuck, where the silhouette of my head from the Vacant Eyes album cover is the you in the fuck so it's like pseudo censored but not and I gave this to Pat Jensen and we came up with a, a really cool new version of it and that's going to be the t-shirt and I'm switching it up so you'll you'll get different colors this time it's not just going to be a straight black though all of my band shirt friends don't worry you can still get the straight black shirt now I'm doing this episode with a little bit of context Chesky's a friend. He was playing in town, uh, but we didn't plan this. Uh, I just hit him up like two hours ahead of time. I was like, hey, I've been discussing something that's very relevant right now. Would you be down to talk about it on the podcast? We do a show. And so we do talk about Chesky. We do talk about Fake Four and Anonymous INC, which I found out is the right way to say it. Anonymous INC, not Anonymous Inc. His band that he's touring with right now. We do talk about his upcoming record with Factor. We talk about the record after that. So there's a lot of uh, Chesky stuff, but we also are talking a little bit about music as a whole. And we live in this age now where you can find out if your favorite artist or director or actor or whatever, comedian, is a 
is a garbage person. And then you have to decide, are you going to continue supporting them and buying their releases? Are you going to continue listening to and watching the releases that maybe you already have or that you can access through a streaming site that doesn't necessarily directly give them compensation? Uh, you got to draw those lines. And everyone, I've found, we just want to be entertained, you know. We're overwhelmed with all the bad news and the terrible hatred vacuum that's on social media we want an escape from that when we go to the movies or when we buy music when we go to a show and uh, we're being confronted with the reality of that sage francis had a tweet when uh the new nas album came out it's nas and kanye west and sage says nasir beat his wife so that's cool love to see him address this matter on the new album Oh, also, fuck Kanye. And he had another tweet that said, my nostalgia for how great a person once was at rapping doesn't override my disdain for how shitty they are as a human, especially when they don't own up to it on any level. Fuck you if this hurts your hip-hop feels. Now, that's pretty direct. He's chosen a side. And I decided I'm going to hit up Chesky. Chesky's a dude who speaks his mind. He's a dude who's been in the industry a long time. And we are the biggest fans. We've been longtime fans and supporters of art that we consume. So we're going to talk about all things Chesky, but we're also going to talk about this little issue that's becoming more and more relevant in the Me Too era and the social media era. So here is Chesky live from the front seat of my van. Howdy. Hi. <laughs> we are uh, on location in the uh, parking lot of the Cornbread Cafe. Is that the name? Yeah, that's uh, the name. Yes, there it is. I have I've mentioned this in a song because it's happened so many times. Uh, I still get lost in my own town. I knew exactly where this was and went, no, that's not the one on 7th. I think that's the one on 13th. And so I went all the way down to 13th, drove by Cafe Soraya and went, no, that's the one on 7th. <laughs> I was uh, You played Gilman Street last night, right? Yeah, Gilman Street was great. Really good. It was one of those shows where you just kind of... It's reinvigorating or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really, the energy was amazing. Did, yeah. you, uh, did you come from like an off night? Is that why you say that? Or is it just because no, it's that we, positive? We had like three great nights in a row, um, energy-wise at least. And... Uh, it was just an extra good one. Nice. Gilman Street. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know what? The shows before it were more DIY sound. It was more like okay. we've been doing a lot of DIY shows. Like tonight in Eugene, we're doing basically a house show. Yeah. Um, we did a parking lot show in Fresno, which was very well attended. It was insane. And it was very raucous. Have you gotten shut down at all on this tour? No, not yet. Um, one of the shows got shut down... Uh, before we arrived, uh, a house show got shut down, so they moved it to a regular venue. I think that hurt the show in the end. Yeah. It was, it was still still a good energy in there, but less people showed up. I guess uh, that was Albuquerque. They put it on TV and stuff. That's cool. They were, Yeah, they said, um, well, they, <laughs> they put the house venue on TV, and they're like, a rock and roll venue in the middle of Albuquerque. <laughs> and they started interviewing... <laughs> 
they started uh, interviewing all the neighbors, and then they put our name on the entire list of shows on the on the local newscast. So That's funny. That happened before our tour, so they moved it to a regular venue. But uh, aside from that, no, we haven't been shut down. Is this your first band? Your it's, yeah, it's, it's, my, it's an old band. My brother and I started when we were little kids. Yeah, like thirteen and eleven years old. I think it's safe to say it's been a few years. People are probably less familiar with Anonymous Inc. We only put out one official album in two thousand one, mm-hmm. and now we've been putting out these beta EPs. We call them, and they're just kind of tastes of our unreleased old material that we're remixing for the first time. That's cool. And so you're pulling up the old masters or are you actually re-recording stuff? No, old recordings. Nice. And then we have a brand new like album that we're working on that's more of a experimental rock album. What was the catalyst for the getting the band back together? I mean, the band never ended. Really? Yeah, just like they, those guys have a lot of life stuff going on. Max is married and he has like a hundred piano students and does music for commercials and is very successful and he was in a, the band child actor oh he, yeah he still is you put out some of their music right yep. Fake Four. and david my brother has two babies now and you know they just have busy lives and so i was the one who toured yeah and now i'm sort of able to bring him out you know, they t- kind of took a break for this, and they're going, they're doing this, and then they're doing Europe with me in August. Some nice. festivals. Had the group toured back in the day at all, or is this kind of new territory for them? We were in a another band called Toca for a while, and that oh, was okay. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that band in the past. I yeah, so uh, yeah, we toured as Toca, and we did a some short touring as Anonymous INC, uh, but um. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch that. So you actually say INC? Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. It just yeah. It doesn't well, matter. Well, does it stand for something? We had like a crew. I, at some okay. point, it was a uh, like a graffiti crew called INC. Gotcha. And art, just a general art crew. So it's of, kind of an extension of that. Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, and that's why it's. I was like, he's for. not correcting me, but I'm gonna grab this opportunity. <laughs> that's how I'm supposed to yeah. say it now. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, it's too bad. I know that you had uh, invited our friends Streetlight Cardiacs to play. Yeah, they couldn't do it for... The guitarist couldn't do it? Yeah, I think he's been like on and off getting like job offers in other states, and he finally got one that panned out, and it was just like that. He just... He packed up and left. Uh, it happens. But, yeah, so I think they've been... Much like uh, my band has been for a while, short a member. And so... <laughs> yeah. We, we've just been straight turning down show offers lately, but they were at least trying to make it, hoping they would have enough time. But uh, I know Evan's going to come out tonight. so Oh, that's good. Be good to see it's him. always good to see Evan. Sweetest he, guy. Yeah. And I don't get to see him that much. It's just since, you know, the Illusions haven't been super active the last few years. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Cool. Part of the reason I want to have you on here today is because I was having a conversation with my friend. Do you know Gradient? Uh, Thomas Hira is his name. Uh, he's toured with me a couple times, but uh, I'm not sure if you guys have connected at all. Um, I don't think we've really talked much if we if we have. But we were uh, we were chatting today about Nas dropped a new record yesterday. Yeah, with Kanye, we listened to it today, and um, I haven't heard it yet. And he was like, "Man, I uh, 
he has a podcast as well. He's like, yeah, I really want to, you know, do like a, a review episode and talk about that. He's like, but we're both kind of conflicted on like, you know, you vote with your dollar. I believe that. Uh-huh. I was like, man, we should we should carry this over and and just uh, do the podcast and talk about it, you know, because we were texting back and forth for like an hour. And he's like, I don't know, I don't want to. I don't can't, know if I want to go public with that. Can't support Kanye publicly. Yeah, I think he was a little torn about it. And I'm a little torn about it, too. Like, personally, for me, Life is Good, Nas's last record, is one of my favorite rap albums in the last 10 years. I think it was it was a really mature record. And, yeah, and when, I, when did that come out? Was that the one with the Don on it? Yeah. It I was like 2012 that. or something. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he had some jams on that. Yeah. And um, I... Uh, what do you think of this new one? I haven't heard it yet. Uh, oh, man. It's, I, I'm very, like, physical he's only. He's very disappointing on it. Uh, really? I'm just going to go out there. Yeah. Right out on a limb. It's very conscious, but it's like huh. it's like Nas, old school Nas, but um, he's just, he's such a contradictory figure. I don't yeah. Know, hypocritical figure, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> on this record also. Especially with all the stuff that's coming out with the Khalees and... Yeah, the accusations and well, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. There's so much um, has changed, you know, in this era. We both been fans of music our whole lives, and you know, we support the artists that we want to listen to. Social media just changed everything. Where it's like, uh, you know, Louis C.K. is a piece of crap. It's like ah, you know, he's gonna come out with something else eventually, and I'm gonna yeah. be going. I'm do check I buy it out. this? Do I want to? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a very like it. physical media guy, <laughs> uh-huh. and so like that's why I haven't listened to Nods yet. It's like, oh, I saw they actually did press it up. Wow, should I order this? Is kind of my question, uh-huh. you know, that I'm I'm sitting with, you know, or it's like, like man, I like Mel Gibson movies, you know, like <laughs> where where do I draw the line? Is like some guy says some dumb shit, that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, I um, I have a probably controversial opinion about this. Well, I I, I was curious, you yeah, know, to I, get your take on it because I mean, just, I'm a huge Morrissey fan, for instance. Like, yes, I grew up loving Morrissey, like a lot of Latino kids that grew up in California, and uh, he said some very xenophobic things. That you know, he's an old cranky old guy, yeah. kind of like he's always been. But <laughs> I don't really. The thing is. The art, if the art is not representing a view that I don't agree with, if it's not like vocal about being like, I hit women or yeah. I'm a xenophobe or whatever, it doesn't necessarily translate to being something I can't support. I mean, I don't want to financially support it. I yeah. actually, I, actually, a long time ago, I stopped buying major label records. Oh, okay. I don't buy them ever. Ever, ever, even Kendrick Lamar, nothing. Gotcha. But um, um, that I makes just, this a little easier. I feel like yeah. for you because you're like <laughs> I've already made this line oh, ten years that I'm going to stay yeah. on this side of. Uh, yeah, I decided about ten years ago when I realized how much of a monopoly it was. Yeah, I just was like, no, I will never buy a major label record again unless it's like used at a flea market or something like that. Yeah, and it just falls in my lap. Like oh, but, I found it for four bucks, whatever. Or otherwise, I'll just stream it or steal it or interesting well and that was uh uh, that was gradient's uh thought on that and he's like 
Or should I just torrent it? Or like, but yeah, no. To, to continue, I don't. I don't necessarily think that art has to be dismissed just because the artist has questionable views. Yeah. I think art kind of lives in its own space, and it and you can make what you want from it. Like I think every person sort of takes what they want from the the piece of art. You can look at the painting and, and decide, this is what this painting means to me. It, and you could forget that Kanye had anything to do with it. You forget you can forget that Nas had anything to do with it. And um it I believe when it goes into the world, it's it's almost like <laughs> giving birth to a another entity of its own. I yeah. I even feel that about my music, whatever. It becomes everyone's as soon as it goes into the world publicly. It doesn't necessarily have to mean people take my songs and make them whatever they want. Like most, a lot of people relate to my songs about going to prison, but they've never been to prison. It's like mm. they relate to them because they they interpret it in their own ways. Yeah, or it mirrors some other experience that they've. Um, and I think had. right now in the internet age, when we grew up, we didn't we didn't have the luxury of knowing the backstory about every yeah. singer that we listen to you know yeah that's a really a fucking luxury of over information excessive information and um yeah we can make choices like i don't want to support this person but we're also kind of not supporting them when we're not buying their things yeah you know? <laughs> so i'm not out there buying kanye records but i'm gonna listen to it and um i also don't know what to think about that guy his records the <laughs> records he's been releasing on these fridays they all have kind of a conscious angle yeah to some extent on you know or another and um that's been interesting there's definitely the last verse on the kids see ghosts record which i believe is i think is the best one um i've heard out of the four um is an excellent verse the kanye verse and it's his yeah, and it's on. super, like, I mean, I keep saying the word conscious, but that's kind of what it is. It's yeah. like, it's a social critique, and it's a poignant one, I believe. So, And he's always been a, a baffling one that we could, I mean, we could talk about him for Yeah, because then the next line will be about, like, titties or yeah. something. <laughs> it's yeah. like the dumbest shit you ever heard. And then, then he has this, like, poignant, brilliant line or whatever. And then it's like... Yeah. And I don't know who what he's writing or not. I know there's like 20 producers on these records, but it's like I, 20 writers. I don't know what is what, but it's interesting art. I want to check it out. I, I don't feel guilt for checking out artwork. Uh, I know I've supported, throughout our lives, we've supported so many artists who are pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. enjoyed movies by actors who are pieces of shit. We've, you know... You know, and they're long dead, some of them. You know, like, we we don't know about the ins and outs of their lives, but their artwork can can stand on its own. Yeah. And so it's... I, I pretty it's much feel the, that way, but I also just feel this, like, kind of like you said about the, you know, the time we came up in, it's like, it was, it let us off easier a little bit. For sure. <laughs> now I'm, it let you know, them I, off a lot easier. That's true. But I wasn't, like, burdened with thinking about that, you know? Like, I mean, you can see what I had in my deck over here. I was given, I was given this Eminem record an, another chance. Uh -huh. Going, like, 
it had its moments, right? You know, and, but like he's one of those dudes where, who's repeatedly in his songs said shit where I'm like, God damn it, are you still on? You know? Yeah, you, you're still homophobic uh, or you're still like yeah, talking about still smacking women, women. And like, so I, I wrestle with that at times. Or like yesterday, I, uh, I haven't bought a Christina Aguilera album in 12 years, but I'm a big fan of hers. And I heard I like her too. I heard a song uh, that I really loved and thought it reminded me of her old stuff. And I bought it yesterday, and I opened it up, and the first beat comes on. I'm like, "That's a Kanye beat." I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, "Huh?" I was all torn up about this Nas record, and I just gave Kanye my money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so. mostly RCA. Don't worry. True. True. <laughs> yeah, that uh, just cracked me up a little bit. But uh, I feel like a lot of times we have to make these decisions in private. Yes. In our. <laughs> And what we've been forced to do is kind of keep it a private thing. It's like yeah. the shameful closet full of uh, Kanye records or whatever. Yes. My my Morrissey collection, my Smith's collection. Well, yeah, I had where, a good friend who was, like, who was obsessed with Morrissey. And yeah. she was she was always talking about him. And, like, she totally hardline, fuck you, when that happened. I was like, damn, yeah, yeah. wow, that's commitment. Um, I don't know if I could do that if, like, Ad-Rock suddenly said some if it came out horrible the, the, shit. the lost tapes <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i'd be like oh man <laughs> see i don't i also have a i have an opinion about that like not to dwell on this too long but i think he's a different person morrissey he's morrissey, a, yeah. he's like a 60 year old man now he's not this 20 something guy making smith's records yeah that's a different per I'm, I'm a different person than the person who did they hate Francisco Faults or totally. the one man band broke up, you know, like every record we're sort of a different person. Um, you know, I, I think I can't necessarily judge someone's old artwork by who they've become. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's another odd, you know, I've seen in, in documentaries or whatever, where someone is protesting music and they're like smashing the music yeah, that, yeah. That, that they already bought. Uh -huh. I'm like, what are you? accomplishing here <laughs> right right what is this statement and you see the artists going like yeah yeah you can do whatever the fuck you want with it you, yeah, already, like, pay, you already paid us for it we don't care <laughs> yeah is dr dre for instance yeah the same dr dre like they, i think they, they did that whole documentary series where he was sort of apologizing for some of his actions and words like hitting his ex-wife yeah and that and stuff uh, like that reporter and and it, uh, uh, the reporter, yeah, some of his actions and words. It's like, you know, I'm a different person. It's like, okay, well, it can go the other way, too. You know? Totally. And I think a lot of times, the longer you're a fan of someone, the more you're tested. <laughs> of like, you yeah. know, you're, you're trying to recapture some thing that you felt about them right. at a certain time in your life. And the more that I keep buying these Eminem CDs, the more I'm going to be disappointed because it's never going to be that thing. You know, oh, it's yeah. like I try to keep, I try to open myself to uh, the process, and I'm fascinated by the process. I think, um, uh, yeah. But it's I, hard. And I think, you know, aging has something to do with it. Also, when people taste a lot of fame, and then and then, it's kind of taken away by modernity. Yeah. It leads to a lot of bitterness. Like, Billy Corgan's a good example of that. He's a complete, <laughs> yeah. he's a, like a right-wing I would. I don't know if he considers himself right wing, but I. I do. C conspiracy theory kind of. And I don't Alex think Alex Jonesy. I don't think that he is. I think that he did an interview where they asked him like, 
what's with your name? Because he's been going by William Patrick Corgan. And um, he's making everyone call him William in interviews. He'll correct them. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like, I'm old. they're like, what's going on? And he's, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, look, partially, you know, I hit 50. And I thought Billy was like, you know, it's a little much time to grow up. He's like, but once I tried it out on my inner circle, they were like, oh, God, he's so pretentious. He's doing this is just another thing. You know, he's like, and I saw the way people reacted. And I thought, well, this is what people expect from me anyway. And so he was he would do things just to intentionally fuck with yeah. people. And he was like, no, I like it. I like going on Alex Jones and watch everyone flip out. He's it's like, kind of a contrarian guy. He really yeah. is. And and I I think a lot of that is the bitterness from the industry yeah. of going like, oh, really? Well, I'm going to go the opposite way and fuck you. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, which, wrote which a song, I, I wrote a diss song against Bono with my brother. When really? We were, yeah, it was like 10 years ago because he was actively talking shit about the WTO protesters mm. in Seattle. That's surprising. Well, it's not. He's like a super centrist, like... I mean, I'm not really a fan of... Republican-friendly... Their stuff, so I'm not... Dem- uh, he's like, he's just like a, you know, he's an ass-kisser. Hmm. And so, but it, it goes even further because we started doing research about him. And it's like, oh, this guy didn't pay taxes in, in his own country, yet he builds <laughs> like a giant multi-million dollar studio downtown eyesore kind of place his own father doesn't like him like we started like really digging in yeah because we started seeing him like having lunch with george bush on tv and we're like this guy's so fucking fake like <laughs> he's he's just and so we did this song about him being the antichrist because everyone loves him like you know yeah every president any you know d- democrat or republican so but i still like you two songs sure. you know what i mean i yeah. love i'm not gonna say anything about Sunday Bloody Sunday you know like I think that's a great song like I, I the art stand, stands on its own to yep. me it's a different thing but a lot of people can disagree and that's fine context is important talking about when it was written yeah who it was written by then I'm not talking about the Billy Cork the contrarian Alex Jones um, friend Billy Corgan when I listen to uh, Siamese Dream yeah I'm talking about the probably still hungry neo grunge guy, or whatever, from Chicago. Or whatever. It's a different person. So yeah, but uh, in our genre, in our circle, uh, we have a very. And you're talking d- about like underground hip hop. Yeah, yeah, and punk rock. And punk rock. Um, yeah. You know, because we're, we're both in both circles. Exactly. Yeah. And and a lot of our music is very autobiographical. It's very personal. It's very you know, grounded. Yeah. real real life stuff and it's always a trip to me when like i'll hop in somebody's car and we'll be driving around and you're like this is what this guy listens to like you know the dude with the conscious lyrics and like wow okay we're gonna listen to two chains today that's surprising you know like yeah, yeah. you would be surprised what your favorite artists listen to that's a majority you know? of the artists i know listen to very mainstream stuff yeah or very different than or what they actually different. do right yeah that was very surprising when I first went on tour with Open Mike Eagle in two, <laughs> 2010, and he was like, my favorite band. He's like a big fan of just like weirdo 80s alternative rock stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty amazing. It cracks me up sometimes. <laughs> like, I would never guess by the music he made, other than the references he makes to like, to the music. I would never guess that he liked that kind of stuff until I got to know him, you know? Mike's funny because I so love his lyricism 
And I remember when um, when that last Pharaoh Monch record came out, I just assumed a dude like that would be into Pharaoh Monch, you know, with the way his like he's just got really interesting patterns and stuff. And I I was like, oh, did you uh, did you get the new Pharaoh? We we did a show together, and he's like, nah, man, I just can't. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. It's like just everybody's beats are just the same, you know, like, it's like, I just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fucking different. You know, it's like, I can't even, I can't even just listen to a dude that I love anymore because I know his like production is just going to be stuck in the nineties. I'm like, Oh, but that's what I like. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably the loosest, most weird podcast I've done. And people are going to be going, why the fuck aren't you asking him this and that? And um, to be honest, I haven't done this show in a little while. And I was just feeling a little bit social this afternoon. And I thought, hey, what an excuse. I'm glad. I mean, I'm kind of happy to not talk about prison yet. You yeah, know, like every other podcast I'm on, it's like, oh, tell us about that story. It's like, uh, you know what? I think I've told it enough times. Just Google it or something. Well, and on top of that, it's in your songs. You yeah, know? yeah. Your stories in your songs. Yeah, and for sure. uh, if we're talking about like underground artists listening to the mainstream or whatever, it's like, yeah. Like, like I'm straight edge. Should I not listen to like a Tupac song because he's talking about drinking and smoking? <laughs> you know, like whatever. It's like where do I draw those lines? You know. Right. Um, right. Man. Right. It's strange. I don't know. Like art is in a weird liminal space. Like that. I don't know where morality lies with art. Yeah. There are plenty of artists that I. To continue this conversation. <laughs> I don't know why I keep um, coming back. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're coming back to I'm it. Sorry. But there are plenty of artists <laughs> that I do not share moral values with yeah yet i could respect their art on some level totally i like i think big pun's a great rapper you know i think big pun could wrap his ass off i think he was probably a terrible person <laughs> you know what i'm saying i always thought that when i listened to big l i'm like you know most people i feel like i can tell when they're just selling a punchline. you know and with that guy i wonder would you, you would really do this when yeah. <laughs> it's so casual yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah, he yeah, says yeah, it exactly. it's like yeah, that I bet uh, you've done some of this. Yeah. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't want to uh, do this too much longer um, and keep you from your show tonight. But ask some, um, Yeah, ask whatever you want. Tell me know. about um, what's what's in the future. You have another project with Factor that's in the works? Yeah, it's actually done. Nice. It's called Sad Fat Luck, and <laughs> it's about the last few years. Um, but it's uh, it's done. It's wrapped up. I've been struggling to kind of figure out how to put it out it's going to come out on Fake 4, mm-hmm. but Fake 4, <laughs> it's been like a juggling schedule because everybody turned their records in late. Oh. So, you know, it's it's a pain in the ass. It's honestly. hard because you don't want a log jam of everyone's shit coming out at once. Exactly, and it's looking like it's going to be that way. And I kind of didn't want to release my record yeah. with everything else at the same time because I wanted to focus on it. Do you feel like this uh, Anonymous is buying you some time to kind of... Give your this artist is, some time and, and uh, give you something to be passionate about while while your record's kind of in waiting. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> to uh, make sure I'm not just pacing in a circle going like, it's done, it needs to come out, like fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really tricky juggling game right now. And Factor like wants to put it out like now. He's like, he's like people are ready. This is like the time yeah. to put it out. And I mean, it's done. We're just waiting on some art, final artwork because the artwork is 
the liner notes are like a damn book. Yeah. You know, it's just very epic and long. Nice. <laughs> nice. But, um, what, I mean, like, is I there think, anything I know else? you can appreciate that since you yeah, actually I'm wrote a book. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. But it's a short album, and it's just, um, it's some, a couple of the songs are songs that people will recognize from the YouTubes and whatnot. Yeah. But um, this is the official, like, package of it. I mean, creatively, is this... Um, in a similar vein to Broken Bones, or are you going in a twist it in a different direction? Uh, it's I mean, more electronic in yeah. every every single way. Okay, but like I mean, Broken I, Bones, I kind of had a lot of rules about that. We didn't, we almost didn't put Beyond the End beat on that record because it was too electronic. Yeah, like I wanted it to be a, a response to modern hip hop in a lot of ways musically. Yeah, but uh, I do play a lot of instruments on this, even though they're. Mostly electric. Well, that's cool. Sonically, it's very different than Broken Bone Ballads. I mean, in fact, there's done a lot of different styles, so I could totally see that. Yeah, it's like, uh, some of his best work, I would say, for sure. Nice. Yeah, you guys have Definitely. a great rapport together. It's cool. Um, I, I I think some people will like it better than Broken Bones, and some people won't, and that's just what it is. I was at a Doom Tree show years ago. I met P.O.S. for the first time. We were speaking outside for a moment. I was saying how Never Better was such a unique album and the way that it blended, you know, hardcore and hip-hop and, and uh, how I really, uh, it was just like a great blend of my two favorite genres, you know. And uh -huh. you're doing something very similar uh, in the way that you blend folk and punk and hip-hop into one thing, you know. Uh, it's like my greatest musical loves. And he said to me, yeah, I just finished another one and I don't, know if people are gonna feel the same way <laughs> yeah and uh and he goes i think it's more punk rock but in lyrics only <laughs> and I agree. that was, That's that was we don't even live here yeah. and that to me that was when i got out of it i was like oh i don't i'm not really feeling this i was like i love the lyrics but i just mm. and, it was too um, mainstream sounding it was i was like why do you want to sound like everybody else when you like your entire career up until this point was like so subversive and, I agree. and weird. No, you know? I think I agree that it's a really punk rock album, though. Yeah, it's yeah, really and like fuck your stuff comes out. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I love this, but I also don't want to listen to it anymore. Why? I, but yeah, I, I, think I had that's this. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you just turned off by the sounds that just the production you of, style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's actually kind of genius in taking something uh, like that and yeah. making it more palatable to people who totally. wouldn't necessarily find your music. But it was, it, yeah, it was good stuff. It just reminded me of that in terms of like. Uh, you know, changing the sonic palette and switching it up. I mean, you've always got to fuck with that and surprise yourself and challenge yourself. And Yeah, I think this record is way more punk rock than Broken Bone Ballads, but it has no element, very few elements of rock. Yeah. Or folk at all. I'm curious as, how, as to how that's going to translate to the uh, there's no live show, which is very Yeah, there's no say-somethings on here. And the reason I'm doing that is because the next record is all acoustic. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, there's no drum machines, there's no samplers, there's no computers, really. Just live aside instrumentation. From recording, just purely live instrumentation. Nice. And, uh, and, uh, and, in fact, almost all unplugged instrumentation. I think if... So that's already in the works. Like, I'm slowly chipping away at that, too. That's cool. And so, yeah. I think a lot so. of people don't realize that a lot of times the quote-unquote new album that they're hearing right now is like three steps behind where we're at. So we're having to go out and promote a thing that's like old news to us while we're excited about 
the newest thing that won't come out for two years. <laughs> yeah, well, I this thing that I got myself into is going to take a long time because it's just a very uh, ambitious project. And I think uh, Sad Fat Luck is probably... It's exactly what I need to put out right now. It's just like... It's sort of a culmination of everything I've been working on. While we toured a lot with Astronautilus and POS and stuff, we sort of made these songs during that time period, and that's what it is. Just kind of like snapshots of certain years. Well, and I'm really bad about recording. Like I, as you know, since we've been trying to do a song together for a I'm long not, time, I'm not. I'm not even holding that over your head. I've, I, I, know, I, I know. cut the song. It, it there's uh, no deadline for it. There's okay. no deadline. One day we will we will make a thing, and it'll be nice. Don't it, worry about that. It's been tough for me to finish things, and so the fact that I was able to put a record together was. I'm excited to put it out. Do you guys uh, record on location uh, in Canada? Some or do of you it, yeah, some of it we did. Mm -hmm. I feel like that that could definitely slow things down if you're having to travel to do the thing. Like if I didn't have recording capabilities in my own home, I would do 10% of what I do now, you know. Uh, yeah, it was recorded mostly sending back and forth, but also in Canada as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think, uh, like you said, or like Factor said to you, uh, we're definitely ready. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand. But yeah. I understand. I'm a, I'm really nervous to put it out in a weird way, but I know it has to come out. That's a good feeling, though. That's a good thing, you know. I, feel I like felt if it's the same way about One Bad Bad Broke Up, though, when I, when I was done. I was like, yeah. Broken Bone Ballads, I had a little more confidence in. Just because it was so long and it was like, I need to say this story right now. Yeah. I felt like that. But uh, One Man Band, it was like, it was hard for me to put it out, even though some people really gravitated towards it. I mean, you know? when I first heard it, again, we were in this van sitting here, and I go, this guy's a weird voice. And mm -hmm. I went, He's rapping his ass off though. Like, what is this? Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd never heard of uh, I'd never heard of Chesky. I'd never heard of Fake Four until that moment. And so I went out and bought that record. And I mean, sometimes uh, the the safe one isn't the one that's gonna turn heads. You know, yeah. I don't really get nervous at shows either. And so when I do, I'm always like, oh, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. I'm all like supercharged this performance tonight. I know that feeling. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh. That's unusual. Yeah, it's weird because in, with this. <laughs> in a way, this next record is the is the most pop record I've ever done. But uh -huh. it's also like because of that, being an underground artist, I know that there's going to be some odd backlash. comments. <laughs> yeah, but I hope not because the content is all there, and it's just it is it is what it is. It just has to come out. Cool, man. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to let you get to the show. We'll, awesome. head, we'll head over it's to the nice Camel Club. To you, Sam. All right, that is our show. Thank you so much to Chesky. What a lovely human being, amazing musician. Uh, Anonymous INC absolutely destroyed right after this interview. It was kind of a folksy house show vibe, and so they did a set that was acoustic guitar, keyboards, and a miniature drum kit which is hi-hat, snare, cajon, and maybe some like tambourine or something here and there. And they brought the house down. I'm, I've been lucky enough to do some shows with Chesky in the past, and this was, that's gotta be my favorite one. It, it was really something special. 
And I'm going to leave you with a track from his new Elm Street Sessions CD, which I think is a tour exclusive, and rightfully so, because it, it feels like a house show when you listen to it. It's just stripped down, acoustic guitar and vocals, recorded live, and it's great. This song, Growback Tales, I think, is probably the most appropriate to play, just given our conversation here. As usual, if you like the show, please subscribe to it. And I got plenty of great back episodes. Check out Talks with Carnage, Blueprint, Logic, Esid. And I'll try to get new content on its way to you. Here's Chesky with Growback Tales. Sorry to my throat bleeds, but I'll never see you again. And I can reinvent you in countless dreams, but I'll never see you again. With your faults and your errors, you were still my hero up until the bullet kissed brain. With your faults. With shards of glass And most of us agree That the prettiest things on earth Were never meant to last Although I'm incomplete Clichés have taught me that feelings pass I've always liked the taste of bittersweet Because it reminds me of everyone's past And the way we can grow back tails When they get cut off We'll grow back tails When they get cut off We'll grow back what's been lost Clown faces and a love as a child Hidden behind the stillness of blue lips I can still see a child It's a difficult fly upon a wall Running circles for miles Till a petrified legs just crumble off In the light of the sun Will always be your sons Bearded or not your sons Till tales fall off Bye.